because a lot of these directors are sort of working out their own psychological, mm. you know, mm. landscapes with their films. Really like, specific geek, uh, <laughs> really niche geek. Precious, like, dandy geek thing. <laughs> fucking hate it. It's the fucking social oh, self-press yeah. glasses with the tweed jacket, yes, the tweeds, Ugh. and, and, and the turtlenecks. Like your, yeah, and like your uh, your your pant leg, like you're like you're showing a little bit of sock, but it's like right. a quirky yes. sock. <laughs> Fuck that. Oh, the big man. hormone enneagram. John Lukovich, 415, Sexual Self-Prez, 458, Trifix. I'm David Gray, Self-Prez Sexual, 9 with One Wing, 974, Trifix. What up, it's Emika. I'm an 8 Wing 7, Sexual Self-Prez, with 854, Fixes. Hi, I'm Alexandra. I'm a Social Self-Preservation, 9 Wing 1, 963, Trifix. Like and subscribe on Apple and Spotify, and uh, leave us a review. If you want to support the show with a donation, you can find us on Venmo at Big Hormone and paypal.me forward slash Big Hormone. You know, something might be interesting is like, mm. even like something as silly as like movie genres. Because I was recently recommending uh, Enter the Void to somebody who is working on their sexual blind spot. And he like made a painting and it kind of looked like Enter the Void's kind of thing. And I was like, it was hard for me to kind of define like what makes a sexual instinct genre of a film mm. and i mean it could be kind of a just a light interesting thing and then, oh that'd be uh, fun i i've been uh watching uh some movies with ikram and her best friend who's a uh, five social five okay. um and so it was inter- an interesting discussion we started off watching a couple five films and so it's like looking at a re- rejection film like what makes a film a rejection film and it's really interesting when you see a movie that's written and directed by a certain type or certain types that, you know, filmmakers that do their own stuff, like they write and they direct it. So it becomes kind of like their own inner landscape. So the next film we're going to watch is um, by Paul Thomas Anderson. That's a very attachment, attachment frustration story. Um, And so that was an interesting, that could be an interesting angle. Remember that Chernobyl series? That was a good Mm -hmm. five, five, eight. Yeah. Have you guys all seen Suspiria? I love. Suspiria. I've seen. It. Yeah, I've seen Suspiria. it. I've seen parts of it. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I'm scared. I think that's, no, that's sexual, what, that's social, five wing four kind of space. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The director. Ooh, that's a cool social. type. Yeah, it's interesting. Who's the director? The director is a guy who did "Call Me by Your Name." He's sexual social nine. But um, what's her face? Tilda. The, Tilda Sorry. is a yeah. five, and that Those film. Sexual social. Yeah. Sexual social, and she feels. That film feels more five-ish. Yeah, it really does. Luca Guadagnino. It feels yeah. very hexady just all around. Yeah. I mean, except for not te- two and seven. Right, right. <laughs> oh, oh. No, the, the remake is, is definitely one of my favorite movies. Especially it's the amazing. ending scene. It's just like the absolute <laughs> overwhelm, Chaos. you know, right. like, like it feels like it's accomplishing the ritual in the film, like coming out. Like it really feels like you're looking into hell, and just the <laughs> the, the like intensity of it is so like, wow. 
It's just like it's just vibrating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that could be like an example of of uh, this was a discussion we were having about like what makes a film social sexual if it's not like rom- it's not centered around a romance. Mm-hmm. And one of the things one of the things I thought of was how you need some kind of building tension t- to us a transformative sort of explosion blowout thing personally or it could be literally um and so people are going on some kind of arc and something changes them as a before and after uh that sort of fucks up their boundaries in a way and so like in suspiria at the end there like sexual feels like something's building 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 and there's this like boom thing that happens uh it could be a romance but if if it's not um it's still there what was that series we got into when we did a daa on with joseph it was social sexual it's a really good iteration of social oh yeah sexual. um what was it it's on hbo it's called uh fuck we did really it this good. year white lotus oh white lotus yeah oh yeah, yeah. i love that it was yeah really good. it's really into that yeah so it's like this thing with social sexual at least it seems like the sexual middle is like how close you can get to an edge flirting with disaster or like some kind of edge Sexual, it seems like it. You have to do the disaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? Whereas sexual middle, it's like playing with it in the atmosphere, mm-hmm. the the tension. Yeah, like the uh, mm-hmm. the lotus white lotus show. Um, I liked it, but there was this kind of yeah. I guess like it did feel like a more of like a tease than a mm-hmm. going there because it was kind of like he's like. And butterflies like yeah. flying all around and like yeah some bad things happen but at the end like it seems like actually nothing even happened right right, right, sure. right uh, yeah. and i was a little bit like why did i watch this you know <laughs> like yeah like, it was intriguing yeah. yeah it yeah. was intriguing like as it went along but i was like all right what's it building up to where's the thing yeah it's like and it, is it, it didn't yeah. go go there yeah mm-hmm. it's like yeah. cotton yeah, candy very uncomplete there's this big cotton candy there's this big fluffy thing and it melts down to just yeah, nothing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I got like obsessed with it. I was like reading uh, every single thing I could cool. find with it afterwards. Cause yeah, the, the idea of a tease really does work. And then, cause then you're like, well, what, <laughs> what is it? What happens? <laughs> the, the music was really good too. Oh uh, yeah. Interesting stuff they did with the music. Mm-hmm. The, uh, it reminds me of Twin Peaks. You guys ever watched Twin Peaks? Mm-hmm. I did. I like, everybody fucking loves it. Like I couldn't finish it. I, I just couldn't. like, I couldn't stay with it. I love the movie Twin Peaks. That's well, one of my favorite Lynch movies. The thing is, finishing it isn't the point because there, that's the thing. It's, the journey. There, it's not, there is no finish line. It is the pull, is the, oh, there's something around the corner, is the intrigue, like, oh, what's, what's the mystery? It's going to pull you in. So you're getting sucked in, but you get to the end and there is no end. It just keeps going. So you, you didn't need to finish it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. How I are you didn't, typing it? No, I mean David Lynch is self bisexual and he writes and he's my type twin. Oh right, <laughs> I just yeah, like so uh, it's all about okay. other. <laughs> Enough the said. Whole, like the whole like kind of like uh, soap opera thing where it's like whatever the note like getting higher and yeah. lower and that yeah, kind yeah. of like flat acting and stuff. I was just kind of like, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I get it. I want to see get the it, new one I don't though. Care. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
No, I want to see the new one though, because like my friend Reed was watching it once, and I like walked in, and it was like it seemed like the 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 weird leering promise of the first two Twin Peaks seasons from like the '90s mm. was like boiling over because it had this hmm. thing come into reality after the atomic bomb went off or something, and like got into these like I don't know, it was like beautiful and and weird, yeah. and it was like. Yeah, you Have would you like it? the newer one. It's it's a lot. Uh, I was kind of blown away because I was like, wow, because he's old now. Like, this is like 20 years later. And I was watching, I was like, man, like, this guy is still the weirdest thing on TV. It, it was really good. <laughs> like, I, you know, you would think, oh, he's gotten old. You know, he's lost. Yeah, like, yeah. He just, he still made something that was really uniquely strange. Yeah, it, it was, yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, it's worth watching. I, I recommend it. So would you... Uh... Like, I'm thinking about Suspiria, and, like, one of the things about Suspiria that seems very sexual is at the end when the, when the mothers, Mother Suspiria and Pandemonia or whatever, are, like, revealing themselves, and people are literally, like, blowing up. <laughs> and what happens is she opens her chest, and her yeah. wound is vaginal. Yes. Right? And it's, like, it's, like, this zone where there's, like, I don't think there's any men in that right. scene right you know it's just like like pure chaotic like fecunds over sexual blood feminine energy that's like mm -hmm. so like hyper on one end of a pole yeah. right and you know condensed. it's got both like yeah condensed and it's got both it's got mother maiden and crone all in the yeah in the vibe yeah. and it is just so hyper sexual without a sexual object right yeah, totally and like that yeah that uh that scene feels like dipping my brain in acid you know <laughs> just like in a totally. good way it was just like so charged up and it was so like it was like so uh sexual energy that like can't can't get out of like it's like own contained energy ball or something or like 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 a like trapped in a in a like a what is it an, an abscess or like a what is that T like a tumor full of like sexual energy that's just mm -hmm. on itself and kind of it rips open and so like i was thinking another you know another kind of like like two sexual in you guys can tell me if you think this is sexual but like sexual instinct movies are holy mountain and enter the void which mm -hmm. I know we talk about Holy, Enter the Void, but like, have you seen Holy Mountain? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, uh, I haven't seen all of it, but I've also seen uh, uh, the, by that same guy, Santa Sangre. And I think he's yeah. sexual self pres seven, seven weeks six. Yeah. And that doesn't have the same, it has a, it doesn't have it as concentrated by any means as Suspiria, but it, because, it, you know, it's not a horror movie or something, but, you know, it's got these like similar images and things that kind of just keep, poking you in the eye and mm -hmm. in the soul and at the end too it's like you know it kind of has a similar thing with the ritual of suspiria but it's it's like the whole the veil comes off because it's like he's like look we're in a movie right mm -hmm. um i know that's kind of and, and then enter the void where he like reincarnates into his his own sister or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> body it's like you know i don't know there's there's that sexual transformation of the whole Thing that's happening yeah, yeah. it's like the walls of the very the, the the making of the film itself are like 
are up for bursting through all the membranes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Courtney Whereas, had a, a comment just like it'd be interesting to because when we explored sexual instinct uh in formerly known as DAA, we <gasps> looked mainly at just like romantic examples. And so it'd be interesting to yeah. look at I mean, because there's lots of sexual instinct examples like in these movies that don't have anything to do with romance. And I think that's more interesting uh to look at because for the most part, most people aren't necessarily in love or in a romantic situation most of the time. So like, what are they doing with their instincts when they're not? Yeah. There was that one yeah. I posted in the group a while back, a couple of years ago. It's like a, as a sexual social movie example. It's, I can't remember the name, but it was, a, it wasn't, a, again, it wasn't overtly about a romantic something, but it was kind of a romantic competition between two women at some school, like a ballet school or something like that. Um, hmm. I'll look for it. You know, so part of me, like what I was connecting with, like with back to like Twin Peaks. Do y'all think? Do y'all think um, Antichrist by Lars Van? Tier Everything is, by him yeah. is sexual self press. Sexual self press also. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was kind of like getting like that seems closer to David Lynch energy to me. Oh yeah. You know, like the hmm. atmosphere more yeah. in imbued with something yeah. that it's erupting but it's not quite as like open it's mm-hmm. got the social blind yeah you know, thing and then yeah anyway and then like Mulholland Drive you know is like I haven't seen a lot of Lynch but like that's I think that's my favorite Lynch movie and it's just like mm-hmm. this kind of you know the whole under the surface is vibrating but it's still like there's a certain there's a certain uh surfaceness in Lynch mm-hmm you know what I'm saying? Like, he's yeah. still kind of got that, like, focused on, like, L.A. and, like, the desert and, like, mm-hmm. a little bit of, like, even the glam of, like, like people's appearances. And so, like, even though the characters are, like, in a bardo, they're still, like, you can't tell that you're actually in the afterlife. It's just got this, like, suggestion of afterlife. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I find this really <laughs> interesting, just... You can sort of hook into like you can sort of hook into a certain instinct stacking or you know like <clears throat> attachment, for example, because a lot of these directors are sort of working out their own psychological mm. you know mm. landscapes with their films, certain stories they keep going back to, like Paul Thomas Anderson, every movie has to do with some kind of makeshift family, trying to like look at attachment mm. as sort of the this umbilical cord. Even if it's not your own blood family, every single one of them. The movie like, I was talking about just a minute ago was called uh, "Birds of Paradise." Okay, I'm check out that trailer. New? It's oh, I don't know, four to five ish years old, I think. Oh, I've never heard of this. No, no, there's one that "Birds of Paradise" that came out in 2021. Is that the ballet thing? Yeah, it's 2021. Check, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Would you say it was? It was. Like I think a, it's sexual, it sexual social, social to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of overtly sexual in the sense that it there is a competition between the two young women for a guy's attention, but at the same time, it's really sort of about just overall sort of being the I don't know sexual. Uh, 
Victor kind of thing. Um, just in a more general sense. At least the movie poster colors remind me of, what is that HBO series with the colors? Euphoria? Yeah. Was that oh, a, yeah. Did you, I was going to, you watched that, right? Mm-hmm. What was that? Was that social sexual? Probably, yeah. I think so, yeah, to me. I think the guy is a, so what, a seven? The guy that did Could the, be. that directed it. Yeah, I remember watching that with one of my exes, and it was very social sexual. Yeah. What was I going to say? What do you guys think that Bo is Afraid was? Did that you... felt self-pressed social as fuck to me. Self-pressed whole... social? <laughs> that was self-pressed social as fuck. <laughs> Abusive levels yeah, of actually... self-pressed social. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing I'm, I was realizing. Um, one, how rare sexual is in the stacking in general. I think it's hit me particularly this year because uh, this is the last two years the first time we've been recording our typings because you have some idea of what's out there but you don't really know until you actually record it and it's like holy shit like of just social sexual out of like 315 typings that we've recorded four have been mm-hmm. social sexual right so how many like SPSXs? four yeah, separate right. sexuals so it's like less than five percent of the people, the last 300 people we've typed have sexual in the stacking. And, uh, and so if you're looking at movies there, I was talking to Crumb about a lot of movies that she thought were social sexual, just self-press social. Yeah. Oh, that's mm. interesting. Yeah. Most movies are going to be self-press social movies or yeah, I mean, you, they are. And then every now and then you get your social self-press movies. So when you do have sexual in the stacking, it's, uh, it's gonna, it's pretty rare. And there are yeah. sort of what I'd call, higher vibration SPSO movies like, like the Coen brothers, I think are SPSO, but it's, it's, uh, it's a more sophisticated, you know. What do you think Black Swan is? Self-press, I think. That's self-press social. Self-press, you, you think? think self-press? I mean, there are actors in it that are sexual dom. I don't think two. it's a sexual movie, but right. I kind of figured it was not self-press. Well, it is, I mean, that's, I think it's about integrating the sexual instinct. Yeah, sure. it's but, definitely that. But yeah, but yeah, it may ultimately be SPSO in a way. It's hard to say, actually. Well, know. because there's two actors yeah. that are sexual self, or sexual types in the movie, and so it, it sort of charges up the thing. But the main mm-hmm. character is dealing with uh, struggling with how do yeah, I how integrate? To be you know, mm-hmm. so that to me, the story is about a self-pressed social. Struggling with the sexual instinct. Were you seeing her as social self-pres, Alexander? Yeah. I don't really know why, though. I think it just gets into, like, the the thing of, like, the mother. And I don't know. There's, like, all of these, like, social relationships that get involved. Mm. Like, it Mm. is ultimately her relationships that transform her. Yeah. Mm. She seems contained, though, the character. I mean, I think, yeah. I think, I think Natalie, I think the actress is self-pres. Yeah, she is. Yeah. So we're talking about. Bo is afraid. That's by Ari Aster. He's he mm-hmm. social yeah. six. Yeah, he did Hereditary and Midsummer. Midsummer, yeah. And I think those are like I love those. Like those are like really um, yeah. Like yeah, like high artistically, but also um, insane thing of self press social. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I feel like Hereditary yeah. is like the like deranged weird well, <laughs> incestuous sexual instinct familial like coming up through the family thing I, 
I think it's, I mean, to me, this is the, the has to do with the sinflow, contraflow thing where they're tapping, SPSO is tapping into sexual self-press. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the film that he did, uh, The Strange Thing About the Johnsons? No. It's a, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, it's, well, I don't want to, well, I don't, I don't think if you end up watching it, it's pretty short, but it's a family, a black family. And the son is <laughs> the son is raping the dad. Oh wow! <laughs> Who is this? Who's, who's it by? Who's uh, by the... Ari Easter? Okay, it's so deranged and fucked up. But the son is raping the dad. Wow! Um, nice. And he doesn't want to, and so morning. like it's this forced fucking affair <laughs> with his dad, and it's just like so, so comically deranged. <laughs> this, that's reminding me of that. Um, what's his name? Is it Keenan? Is it? Is that which one? Key, um, you mean which uh, is the one that Peele? directs? Yeah, which is the one that directs? Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Peele, the yeah, one yeah. that's about the black guy showing up at a white family's. Oh, Get, get out. out! Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's that movie's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> you've never seen amazing. that. I think Get Out is probably self pro social. Also, it is. Yeah. I thought he was uh, social self-pres, though. It's pretty like like where everybody is on the. That's Did true. We, we yeah. typed him, didn't we? I'm we pretty sure us? he was social self-pres. He did another movie called Us, I think. Right? That was good. Oh, yeah. With the aliens at the ranch and all that shit or whatever. No, that one is. I can't remember what that's. It's like. I can't remember what that okay. also has like a weird little name. But like Us is by the same Jordan Peele. And it's like. And underground people that are like your double mirrors that live hmm. like in the underworld or something start to come up. Yeah, that was a good one. That seems like a social self-prize movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's social self-prize. Okay, I think we might have fucked up that typing, man. So then really? by this metric too, is, uh, is Parasite social self-prize then? Yes. I think so. I think yeah. we looked at yeah. that. That makes yeah. sense. Huh. Is a... Uh, Dennis Villeneuve, who does like Dune and Blade of oh, Self-Press yeah. Social. Is that so, so pres- No, self- think that's Social. Self- I mean, he does a good in uh, Blade Runner 2049, he does a pretty good SPSX ish um, atmosphere vibe. He's but got, I think ultimately he's SPSL. He's got five fix. Five fix is what it is. And uh, I mean, he's nine wing eight. He's got a five fix. I think we have his five fix, five fix four. Mm-hmm. So he has a little bit of that sort of yeah into the void thing, but his movies are all self press social. How do you see that in in Dune? Yeah, Dune is, is very SOSP. I mean, well, it, the, the story material. it's yeah the source material is social self press, but I mean that I see writer. it in Dune and in the style the way he did it is just very uh, atmospheric. Everything, all his movies are very. It starts with a, a, a no, pan no, of the atmosphere, right. and the the soundtrack is woven no, into the atmosphere. Exactly. Everything is atmospheric with him. Um, social type directors, even just like watching the OA, it's like there's so much they're giving you on social cues and how people are connecting, and like they'll give you a, a backstory on this person. So it's very much about um, the context of the person more so. Like, uh, what's that guy that does? Those cartoon-ish uh, movies that everyone likes, social self-presentation. Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. 
uh, fuck like, you. Oh, the 974. Yeah, no. like see how his no. movies are all just like this pan out on like what people are up to, how this person yes. relates to this person, yeah. and it's just. Before uh, I worked for Russ, I used to work at a uh, like a sh- like a fucking cocktail bar slash oh, oyster damn. bar absinthe bar <laughs> in Williamsburg called Maison Premier, and I was a back waiter. And so mm. I had to have, I had to be clean shaven and have a bow tie and uh, oh my God. <laughs> a vest and my hair slicked back with pomade. I'd never worn pomade before and I carried fucking oysters and cocktails for people. And um, we, we had photos. this whole, Yeah, we need photos. Yeah, I'll try to find <laughs> if I have any. I, but I, I had this horrible manager who I think was the seven wing six who was obsessed with Wes Anderson and it was like it was like a cocktail bar where the waiters and the and the bartenders all were like quirky vintagey like oh, old yeah, time stuff yeah. oh, wow. and everything was made of like 1920s vintage whatever like even like the trays and the floor of the restaurant was made from salvaged uh wood from a ship from New Orleans from the 1920s mm-hmm. oh wow Oh. And I think it's still around, Maison Premier. And uh, and it was a horrible experience, but I got very, like, efficient. It was like, I was like, I you know, whatever. But I hated this guy, this this manager, and he would, like, he had one of those, like, curly mustaches. And when he gets God. stressed, he'd, like, oh kind of, like, God. manically, like, oh my fling God. his little fucking curled mustache. And he'd get in my face because I was always, like, my bow tie was like not tied right and like my collar was up and I had my buttons buttoned the wrong way. Oh, and, um, but Wes Anderson would come into the restaurant oh. a lot. Oh, really? That makes sense. And it was all hands on fucking deck and he would get, he'd go, he's here, he's here. And he would just be like, like you could tell that his own aesthetic was deeply informed by Wes Anderson. And oh like, yeah, Wes Anderson would come in like with the REM guy and stuff like this. Uh-huh. And Michael I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I was just like, God, fuck this guy. You know, like, he actually was, like, a nice guy. Like, he's, like, fine. But, like, just yeah, yeah. the whole atmosphere he was generating around him of this, like, kind of weird geek. Like, I don't get, I don't understand what that. Really like, specific geek. Uh, really niche geek. Precious, like, dandy geek thing. <laughs> fucking hate it. It's the fucking social oh, self-press God. glasses with the tweed jacket, yes, the tweeds, Ugh. and, and the and turtlenecks. Like your, yeah, and like your uh, your your pant leg, like you're like you're showing a little bit of sock, but it's like right. a quirky yes. sock. <laughs> Fuck that! Oh man, no, they would they would get all the cufflinks, they'd, and like little like tie clips. They would all be like. Like it would be a thing. What they they were into it. They were like, "Ooh, check me out." They were so into it. I would, you know, my 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 former friend Brent. He used to work at a bar next to, uh, what is it, Maison Premier? And he's like, this was years after I no longer worked there. And uh, and apparently, like you know, he was like tending bar. A guy from obviously from Maison Premier comes in because he's like got his like dumb outfit on. <laughs> and they start talking, and he goes, "Hey, do you remember my friend John?" And he and he said something like, uh, "Oh yeah." And he told this story about how, uh, <laughs> like, you, I, you know, there's like these water glasses or something like this. And this is how he remembered me was like, uh, you had to ask for like, you know, you have to ask behind the bar to get these extra water glasses or something. And I was like, "Hey, can I get some cups?" And uh, and the guy's like, "They're called they're glasses." And I just, I guess, I said to him. <laughs> Can I get some cups? <laughs> and like, that was his one memory of me. 
<laughs> like it's such a dumb fucking thing, but like yeah. to years later be like that little prissy and specific that you're like, this guy called him a cup, you know, like uh, my little water glass. I don't know. He didn't honor the glasses. Didn't honor the glass. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that place. Anyway. Um, That's fun. <laughs> yeah. It got me revved up on it, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, let's find some better social self prize directors because Wes Anderson is a crime against social self prize. What do you think Actually, there was a movie. It's another social self prez uh, 974. Oh, that's how I typed the movie. So I'm assuming the director is that. There's a one. Let's see. I saw it recently. It's about two twins, black girls. Yeah, you watch a lot of movies, right, David? Yeah. I, uh, you fall asleep to them. Fall asleep to movies. So there's a lot of movies <laughs> I haven't seen the end of. So M, M. Night M Night Shyamalan. Me too. Is a social self present. Okay. I don't I don't like his stuff. Uh, yeah. What does he do? I don't watch a lot M. of movies. He M did. Night Shyamalan, you don't know uh who that he is? He did The Sixth Sense. That was his Sixth first Sense. hit. Oh, okay. Uh who else? I mean, I guess oh. Lord of Lord of uh, the Rings is a social self pres Game of Story. Thrones. Game of Game Thrones. Of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, the movie I was talking about is called The Silent Twins. It's mm. definitely recommended. Social self pres and I think it's 974. Is Star Wars not social self pres Well, I mean, I think George Lucas is SPSO, but he's yeah, social. But mm. yeah, I mean, it's got some of that civilization building, world building, social self presy stuff. Mm -hmm. Hierarchy, this or yeah. that, in, out, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, not helpful in this conversation. You don't watch movies? Yeah, Alexander's not much of a movie. I don't really role. watch a lot of movies. I appreciate them when I'm exposed to them, but I really don't really, uh, yeah, I really don't seek them out. Kind of just falls asleep. Yep. <sighs> we have a Who theme else? here with the nines in movies. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah, Alexander, what, why aren't you, like, what's, yeah. why don't movies do it for you? What's wrong with you? Yeah. <gasps> it's not that they don't do it for me. I just don't seek them out. I think I just think it's going to be, like, too much of a, like, commitment up front. <laughs> 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 and then I just keep procrastinating watching them. Well, why does TV shows like Love is Blind do it for you and... Yeah, what about yeah, those? Those are like twelve That's hours, like a twelve hour commitment. Yeah, over like, the course of weeks. So what you just said doesn't make any sense because you're you're <laughs> you're locked in for years. <laughs> I mean, because yeah, they're movies but... about the same stuff that you like. They're movies about little relationship are, drama, yeah. and it is done even probably more well, um, <clears throat> nuanced. And is it because you're committed to truth and reality? You want to see your <laughs> reality show? I don't know about that. I don't think it's that. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like a, there's like a difference in commitment. There's a difference in in like uh, like demand of attention. Also, mm. true. Really? Yeah. What you do don't you mean? need an. You don't need to like really pay attention <laughs> to like oh, dumb so shows. Okay. Be I mean, for nails. me, if I'm watching it, I'm watching it. I, yeah. There's no you get chance that way too. I'm not. I can't half watch something because like yeah. Oh. I was gonna. What was that movie we saw for your birthday? The Korean movie, past lives, past, past lives, lives. I think. Yeah, that that was probably social self pres. Yeah, I oh, think so too. I got another social self pres series on Amazon that's really good. I think I mentioned it before. The English with Emily Blunt, I think it is. 
Oh, it's really good. It. The English? Yeah. Is that actually interesting? Yeah, it's how are good. You t- how are you typing it? <laughs> Social self-press. It's got, oh, okay. I think, um, I think whoever <laughs> did it has seven fix or is a seven. So it's, uh, but it's an interesting iteration of social self-pres in the sense that it's got a lot of these kind of uh, sort of face-offs between personalities, like who has the Mm -hmm. stronger, uh, more resilient or potent personality. It's almost like, because it takes place in the Old West, and there's a Mm -hmm. lot of kind of, well, there's literal, uh, what do you call it, gun duel stuff, but it's, it's, the bigger thing is more just the um personality um yeah territory yeah yeah hmm. it's good out, maybe and it's stylistically <clears throat> it's the the cinematography is beautiful hmm. i'll watch uh passages that ikram posted the link to hmm. you guys watched it i watched it did you it's watch good. it yeah i've watched it we watched it it kind of drove me nuts yeah it was I was impressed that it got under my skin. Well, it, particularly that actor. He won some award recently uh, because I thought this is the most infuriating iteration of sexual six I've ever seen. And it was like, <clears throat> it felt like unhinged sexual instinct. Like, are you seriously going to, all right, I, I had sex with a woman uh, and then he tells his partner that, and he's sort of like this in-between, I'm going to pack my stuff, and then he's going to tell her that she wants to have kids with her. I don't want to spoil the... I don't not think I'm spoiling anything, but it was so unhinged that I was like, "Yeah, are you fucking serious? Yeah, did you... Do you what made you say six over seven for that character? Uh, because it... Uh, the thing about six that it's so infuriating to me is that they can <laughs> do, especially sexual six, is that I'm going to create as many car crashes as possible Uh and uh while staying attached to you and i'm i want these instigations to get under your skin in in your head and i want you to talk to me about it and i want you to sort of like console me about the the damage i'm doing to you and also i want you to feel bad for me and so i'm I'm gonna fuck things up and i'm gonna fall on my knees and beg for forgiveness and it's like this sort of like this passionate need for affirmation and at the same time but i'm such a fuck up it's the most infuriating iteration of sexual i have ever seen because it's no, it, ba- it basically setting nuts. setting a house on fire and then crying for forgiveness totally yeah that's a really good point that's a really good point is yeah. that <laughs> sexual what sexual self-press sexual, sexual well this one's sexual social so it's even more social, chaotic okay. there's no grounding so i'm i'm grounding myself in the interpersonal chaos i'm 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 yeah i'm starting with all this sexual hook thing that i'm doing and it's mm. hooking Every, people with 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 fucking disaster everything <laughs> about that character drove me crazy like <laughs> even his fucking voice with his major lisp and uh yeah just the the sheer whininess and just every everything about him drove me insane yeah and i, I just feel like uh i mean self press six social six or like doing it in self-presence social realms feels less uh provocative to me but to to be that reckless in the attraction realm it's it almost feels like 
I couldn't believe it. It just felt like someone's threw fuel and set the set your attraction whatever on fire mm. and is just crying about it and wants you to mm. like console them for the damage they continue to do. Uh the part yeah. one part that was like I just couldn't believe where he had her and him in the same house and yeah. he's fucking the husband while she can hear it in the other yeah. room. And I was just like she's the sexual type also. Like she's yeah. This, Which movie is this again? Passages. Oh, okay. Should definitely see it because they're, you know, I don't know if the director is a sexual type or not, but the movie definitely had mm-hmm. sexual I saw in some it. interviews with him and he seems more like a social type. He could be social sexual. Uh, but, oh my God. Yeah, there, that character, like, I was like, why am I still watching this? You know, like <laughs> the whole time. Uh, and it just was like, I don't know, I guess also the. It felt like such a small movie in the sense mm-hmm. of like just the dynamic of these three idiots. Right. And yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, it, it didn't feel like a, there was a point. You know what I mean? It didn't feel like there was a, an, even an aesthetic experience to have. It was just this like little microcosm of a, a mess. It felt like a stage play. Yeah. Turned yeah. into a film. Anyway. Some some of these like types of TV shows become popular in the last five years of like this almost documentary style of TV or movie where it feels like real life. So they mm-hmm. they the dialogue feels like real dialogue. A lot of I've because I've been on sets like that where they don't have a script; they just have a situation, and they basically have people just act as they would. So the dialogue can feel like not much is happening because it wasn't written beforehand. And they they mm-hmm. basically shape the movie in the editing room. Because I I did a scene with OD and it went on for like 15 minutes. Only five seconds of it was used. So you can basically create a a movie based on what you decide to choose from what people fucking did, improvised in real time. Mm -hmm. It felt like that. Yeah, that one drove me crazy. It got under my skin too, in a way that (laughs) I I kind of didn't really understand why. I like the the outfits. The guys had on (laughs) the wardrobe department did a good job yeah that was good yeah (laughs) they had some really interesting color combination what was what got under your skin about it like do you have can you put a finger on it was it just the fact that it's like a six being chaotic with sexual energy i mean i think it it was like you're doing sexual wrong you know like from a sexual self-press point of view like it was so just like the premise untethered maybe yeah, like the premise is like there's a gay couple and the six guy of the couple is like a nine and a six and the six starts hooking up with a woman and then like moves in with her and gets her pregnant and all this kind of stuff and you know, then he tries to drag it all and it was just so um you know socially he, messy. Like, it's it's, it's socially it's, Oh, so it's the social aspect well, of it. But, but not only that, he didn't even seem to be like that into the woman and then he like goes back to his husband, and he's like I miss to be with a man. And it wasn't even like, I miss you. It was just, I miss a male body. And then, you know, it's just like, so what are you doing? You know, like, are mm. you even attracted to anything? You know, it was just. It's, oh, I see. It's not, because I, I was thinking, is it just sexual social? Because I've seen sexual social movies and I don't really think I'm uh, like that Luca guy. It's different. Uh, but I think what's triggering to me is the messy six attachment stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. so on one hand, in the beginning, he wanted his husband to stick around, his husband, maybe they were kind of distant with each other, but he 
hooks up with this woman as almost like an attachment, like we've talked about tantrum Mm -hmm. of I'm going to use this thing to create some kind of charge in my relationship. And it does. And it felt like a sexual instinct. Um, I'm going to triangulate to get some kind of charge going. And and I never really thought that he wanted to leave his husband. I thought that he was using this triangulation to kind of drum up some charge. And so the part, go ahead. So the, no, the thing that made it really um, triggering for me is like, you can just have an affair. That's a sexual self press. Have an affair and go do your thing. But he tried to make the three of them a thruple in a mm. weird way. And it was really messy. I just wanted yeah, to yikes. punch the dude's face in because it was like, yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're stringing these two people along, these two nines, basically. They both <laughs> love you. And you've created a situation where, um, I don't know, like, it's not clear it's like the six in and out thing of I got one foot in one foot out and I'm just fucking with each one to create some kind of charge. And at the same time, I just ruin everything. (laughs) Well, it's, it's like, okay, there's the sexual lead that is like, you could say that it's to create the charge, but the six structure by itself is it's causing drama to provoke a response that shows that you care about them. Mm -hmm. So that's what he's doing. I haven't seen this movie, obviously, but he's trying to provoke, not necessarily to start up. Well, I guess it is to start to create some kind of charge because that's how he experiences care and support and all that kind of shit. But yeah, it is like creating drama so that you can put out fires because if you do that, that means you care. Exactly. So it's the six stuff that's really triggering more than anything. uh, Six in the sexual instinct because it's like trying to create attachment through drama and it's just like yo and then that last like that last last scene or a couple scenes where he goes from one to the other it's just like (laughs) fuck (laughs) yeah so it's it's, i do believe i do believe that he was into them but it was like this sexual attachment thing it Mm, so what what feels wrong is the sexual attachment thing of you're just so desperate to get someone to be attached to you that you're just doing jumping you know gymnastics to just like get attachment here or get attachment there and you it's not even really care where are you where where who do you really want to be with no no no. i just want to do whatever i can to make you care i'm going to create all these car crashes to make you care and then apologize and then do it again so that we can keep reattaching it was just like dude fuck off (laughs) yeah that sounds like a nightmare you know it's interesting because of there is that attachment like lack of discernment right of just who's gonna attach to me mm-hmm. kind of like like throwing up my glitter or whatever throwing up my my display and who's gonna attach and his own ambivalence is kind of like he's not particularly clear on who he wants to be attached to he's right. just, just trying to get it yeah mm-hmm. and i was just imagining being on the receiving end of something like that because the girl uh really loved him and she was pregnant with this baby and she wanted to have a family and he actually met the family and everything and it's like dude what the fuck you know just like and the and husband really loved him too loved him too so just like watching him just toy with these people at first i was like you're doing this on purpose you know like you're <laughs> yeah. you're you're <laughs> just malicious yeah. exactly you're just like fucking with these people then i realized no he's just doing this you know triangulation attachment thing and he's not really cuz at the end he's pleading for both of them Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so he he's just stuck in the middle and he can't make up his mind i was just like <laughs> mm-hmm. i know That's a thing or two about this 
Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> it, sounds, <laughs> it sounds a little bit specific to, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, because it's just theorizing, but it sounds a little specific to sexual social. Like mm-hmm. this kind of like, what's going on again? This kind of like up mm-hmm. in the air, like not mm-hmm. quite attached to anything, not super clear on what's going on. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't say that sexual self pride wouldn't do this. I just think that the they're gonna their ambivalence is gonna come from more of an avoidance, not necessarily mm-hmm. like you know sexual social sort of they're grounding in other people, mm-hmm. but it seems like the sexual self pride might just be uh, just avoiding intimacy by just getting away, and it, it, it's or maybe they just might be have like some secret affair. It's not gonna be this mm. messy interpersonal everyone's sort of locked in with each other and it's it's mm-hmm. so it's, it's i can see sexual self as being ambivalent in a different in a different way but not socially messy yeah 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 i got a different turn here have you guys seen a movie called the assistant it's with uh julia garner who played uh ruth in uh ozark no it's um, I heard of this movie though well it's um it's spso like just shoving your nose into SPSO, just oppression of the <laughs> workspace, you know, being mm. in a fucking cubicle with other people, you know, it's like very Bermuda. There's it, it's, it's interesting stylistically because there's this boss, you know, that's referred to constantly and you never see him. And so that makes him, sort of more of a powerful presence, mm-hmm. right? There's this boss uh, father, right? Uh, archetypally, right? That's somewhere, you know, you're getting approval from or not. Um, <clears throat> it just gives you the claustrophobia of that whole world of, mm. yeah, just working. You can't even tell what kind of job or what kind of business it is. It's just, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just pressing your nose into just that hell of cubicle world nine to five. So if you want to work on your hatred of self-pressed social, that's it. <laughs> Where's the watch the assistant? Yeah, yeah. That seems like that would be terrible to see. I, I realized so. this is old school. <clears throat> that uh, between like Martin Scorsese. And Francis Ford Coppola, that mm-hmm. era, that the reason that I like Coppola better is because he's SPSX compared to uh, Scorsese <clears throat> is SPSO. And that's why I always liked, I don't know, the tone and so forth of Coppola movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love, uh, it's so cheesy, but I love Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. Just the aesthetic mm. of it and the ridiculousness of it. What they were trying to do, I mean... It really could have been a classic if they if they hadn't gotten Keanu Reeves and even Winona, <laughs> even when Ryder Ryder was just barely acceptable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Apocalypse Now. I mean, it's just such oh, yeah. like uh, just yeah, just a something crawling under your skin. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's my porn. <laughs> I still remember Chernobyl being sort of like a whatever vibe they created i don't know if the creator is self probably not self-sexual but yeah that's the, true he's probably not but the vibe of the whole thing it's felt like five-ish though that everything is infected with death yeah yeah some of the scenes in that i was like wow just like 
people's skin falling off of them. Mm-hmm. I really, I really like the vibe of that. <laughs> Igmar, Igmar Bergman uh, is probably social, social self-pres, right? Social yeah. self-pres, yeah. Four He's very five. personality focused. That's right. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, persona. Persona, persona was great. Remember that? Yeah, Do you think great. he's got a one fix? I seven seal could be. Yeah, it's possible. Could just be the social self-pres, but yeah, that's could true. Be. That's true. Could be. Tarkovsky's definitely has a one fix. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Is he? he he's a five four. Five four or SPSX self sexual, right? I think. Mm-hmm. It's rare to find um even just TV shows. Remember Dark being that was a rare example of a show because it did really well. Mm-hmm. It did really well. It's like one of the most successful shows on Netflix. And to have that be like by a sexual self pres creator, that's that's unheard of. Yeah. Alexander and I didn't I finished it, but Alexander and I didn't finish it it got so five uh, five <laughs> yeah, looped in on itself that we were yeah. like we need to take a break and we never got back to it but i'd like to uh, i'd like to dark, go back yeah. that would be my one criticism like, of it is it's not it's not a show that you can just um watch easily like you you mm-hmm. have to concentrate so much to get because it's all there like it's really well done but it's like your head starts to hurt after a while keeping up with <laughs> all the different loops and things that are going on. Cause you're like, wait, I know that that means something, but I, I have to like jog my memory to figure out like how it connects to this one thing. And that it, it's mm-hmm. really, yeah, it's so breathe. Mm-hmm. yeah. Who's like a, like an eight director. Uh, Ridley Scott. Like really Scott is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Really Scott. Cool. Uh, he did the original Blade Runner and gladiator. And gladiator. <clears throat> he did all the, he did the alien. The original wow. Alien. I fucking mm-hmm. love Alien. Yeah. He's five fixed. Eight five yeah. three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking Alien is one of those movies right. I can just watch over and over and over again. And Blade mm-hmm. Runner too. Um and then who are there any like four directors besides Igmar Bergman? Uh that's it, I think. There's a lot of five directors. It seems like directing yeah. is a five thing. Oh Herzog is an eight director. Okay. There could oh, be you should watch My Best Friend. Uh, that sounds familiar. It's Herzog's documentary of his, like, I don't know what the fuck he is. Maybe he's in, like, 8 Wing 7 to Herzog's 8 Wing 9, but, like, uh, Klaus, Klaus Kinski. Oh, that and dude I seems think like a six. <laughs> maybe. He's mentally ill and intense as <sighs> fuck mm, yeah and my best friend is like about how insane it was for herzog to work with him and how like they literally kill almost kill each other a couple times and when they worked on i can't remember the name of the movie but it's like a, they they worked in south america for a couple movies and the indigenous people were like going up to herzog being like we'll, we'll kill him for you mm-hmm. you know <laughs> like literally offering to kill claus kinski <laughs> uh, yeah no he's insane he's <laughs> He's one of the yeah. We should probably we should probably type in to see if it's uh, I I think it's probably six, but let's see. Another curious, yeah. Another eight director is uh, Oliver Stone. Oh yeah. SPSO. I think he's eight wing nine with six and two fixes. Interesting. I've never actually watched any of his movies. Well, he did. He did Platoon. He did Natural Born Killers. He did that JFK movie. 
uh, Born on the Fourth of July with Tom Cruise. He's done a lot. He's also been a script writer. Like he he wrote the script for what's the uh, one with Al Pacino? He say hello to my little friend. So oh, Scarface. Scarface. He wrote that script. Oh, okay. Brando's done some movies. But they weren't good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Where he was like the some? director. Yeah. 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 He's mm-hmm. directed some movies. Uh, there's a old school guy from the whatever 40s and 50s, John Ford. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, Angelica Houston's father. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say Herzog's probably the most. Well, not the most famous. Ridley Scott's the most famous eight director, but Herzog's the one's done a lot more independent films that are interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that movie, uh, Possessor? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it felt like a five movie. I mean, his dad's a yeah. five. Cornenberg's a five, right? His dad? I think so. I think so. And I don't know what this dude is, but, um, that movie felt like a flatline five. Because what yeah. made it, what made it so, um, so I think we were talking about how, the hexad types that have the two attachment fixes that their hexad core is made more hexad because of the contracts of pushing away from the attachment. Mm. So like she's this killer who almost feels more separate and dead because she's pushing away from the attachments that she has. And the, the, because if it was a triple hex at its own, its own separate world, but it's more dead, it feels more dead inside that she's sort of like rejecting the family that she has this sort of tension, attachment tension with. So there's mm-hmm. something there where, um, like for example, Lars von Trier, his movies just feel so removed from attachment to such a degree that you're, there's not this tension with it. Whereas that movie felt like, it felt more dead to me. It felt more mm-hmm. because you got the kids and the family there and it's just like cold. <laughs> yeah. Colder in a sense, because it's like the backdrop of attachment makes the five even more dead. Yeah. Possessor felt like self-pressed social flatline fives. Are there any one or two directors? Twos in yeah. show business is pretty rare. Oh, I think that one guy, um, Tyler Perry, I think he's a two. Oh, that's yeah. interesting, dude. I gotta write that down. We should, that would be interesting to do yeah. for DAA. I think he's a two wing three. Yeah, he's got a like I think like a a movie about himself that he's uh-huh. making. <gasps> a documentary. It's like, <laughs> maybe it's documentary, but I thought it was maybe like actually like a movie. But it's it's not called like Tyler Perry. It's called like. Monica's boy, or whatever his mom. Oh name yeah, is. yeah, yeah. That's all. And I thought that was a really interesting. Oh, yeah, way yeah. of naming a movie about yourself. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw it on Twitter. It was trending. Some guy was like, "This is really good." Uh, no, he'd be interesting to look at because he he just made a uh, made himself a fucking media mogul from nothing, from like writing these plays, selling out these tickets, completely self funded. Um, and he was making so much money from mm-hmm. his plays going on tour, and it became, and then it became movies. And no one's, no one's funding black movies and 
completely self-funded. He was making so much fucking money, and now he owns the largest studio in America. <laughs> oh, wow. He built a studio in Atlanta. He bought the military, uh, let him buy a military base. Wow. And so he's like a billionaire. Like, he's one of the most successful African-Americans. Period. Yeah, that movie's called Maxine's Baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was like, you know, just, I don't know, that was an interesting way to frame your documentary movie or whatever, mm. you know, just about you. It's like... About his mom. Yeah. <laughs> Got to make it about his love for his mom. No, that's mm. interesting. Him, core two. I think so. Twos are so weird. There's <laughs> <laughs> a one, I'm trying to think. I mean, ones are pretty rare. Nobody talks about that. Everybody wants to be four. What about the ones? <laughs> yeah, one as a director would be really interesting. Yeah. Seems like it'd be a natural. Kind of been... They would work because, I mean, it, that's. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of one fixed directors. Yeah, that I buy. Yeah. The number of five directors, given how rare fives are, is kind of ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. like, not just that there are five directors, like, really great five directors. Like some mm. of the greatest directors of all times are fives. I think Got, they're uh, they're usually going to be eight or one fixed. Yeah, yeah. You can get a nine fixed five to mm -mm. come out to participate at all. <laughs> Would they mostly be five wing fours? I'm assuming. No, you got both. To kind you of got... stay in that kind of conceptual image spot. Well, I mm -hmm. guess uh, Kubrick, Tim Burton. What do we have? Um, Hitchcock, yes? Is he five Hitchcock is also five and four. Okay. Tarkovsky is five and four. Hmm. Hitchcock, uh, social self-pres or what? Social self-pres, yeah. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. So those are social self-pres movies. Hitchcock. True. Who are the five wing sixes? What about Cronenberg? Uh, Cronenberg is five wing six. Hmm. Oh, you know the guy who does... Well, actually, I don't know if he's... I don't think he's five wing six, actually. The guy who did Lobster. Oh, Yorgos, yeah. Yorgos. I feel like he's five wing four. Social self. He's five, social self press. His movies are social self press. What was the sh one that you showed us? The um, Killing of the Sacred Deer. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That mm -hmm. was a social self press movie. Mm -hmm. It's always social commentary. Actually, yeah, he's a good example for social self press. I feel like The Lobster was, uh, it's almost like a hexad. It was like a hexad critique on attachment style of dating which is oh we have this one thing in common let's mm. get together and let's have kids <laughs> is that that colin guy what's his name colin somebody colin was Col the Colin's main Farrell. guy for that yeah yeah that was good yeah it was a very it was like making fun or critiquing attachment mm -hmm. he's actually a pretty good actor like he kind of did the pretty boy thing but he's been i don't know he's been doing some good movies mm -hmm. no he's a good actor well, where are we at? We got any got anything else? Have we not hit any stockings? We've talked about sexual social, uh, social sexual, self sexual. I think the only social sexual we talked about was White Lotus. White Lotus, yeah. What's another? The, the, Kubrick. Kubrick is social sexual. Yeah, his really? wing four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can see it. Like, um, I mean, it's five wing four. So there's the you know, that ominous thing, but then he does all kinds of things that are uh, 
playing with light, you know, like, um, and lightness, like, like in 2001, there's, uh, the, uh, these waltzes that are playing. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's got that kind of levity thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's like a humor. Um, I also, but yeah. he also, he also has that sexual middle thing of, yeah. uh, flirting with, well, e- either literal romance or there is some kind of like arc of transformational arc that people are going through. Right. Um, even like um, Clockwork Orange felt, felt like a very social, sexual, aesthetic film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Eyes Wide Shut to me was that that was that was some social, sexual thing. This guy like is so traumatized by uh, his wife's sexual mm. fantasy that he goes on a fucking a sexual escapade trying to right. <laughs> exercise that. And it never actually happened because he's just right on the edge of crossing over into it, but mm. it, he never actually does. So, like in the end, like what happened yeah. right, when you yeah. finish the movie? Like where where did this? That's like sexual middle blue balls. <laughs> I teased you for two and a half hours, but what it is? Where did this end up? Where did this land? No, just nothing it's also happened. interesting because like the uh, the social hierarchy. The, the, you know, whoever, the high people that, that from the, that was the thing that won, you know what I mean? As right. far as just mm-hmm. like, oh my God, this is the most important thing is the status and power of these wealthy people or whatever. Oh, yeah, all his uh, films are about social stuff, social hierarchy. Clive Barker. Mm. Clive Clive five. Barker. Who? Clive yeah. Barker. I think he goes a five, yeah. Hellraiser. Oh, Hellraiser mm. is like so fucking intense. Like it's cheesy, but it's like psychologically huh. ripe. Mm. And do you know what it's about? I That's, have not. Seen is that the it. one with the, the pin one with the, guy yeah, with the yeah. pins? Yeah, with the pinhead. It's a um, <laughs> the Cenobites, where it's like the 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 premise is like uh, how do I put it? Like you know the main character is this girl and like she her dad and her stepmom move into this house that was formerly occupied by their crazy uncle the stepmom and the crazy uncle had this affair the crazy uncle is like this hedonist who is like searching for new pleasures and so he's like found this thing called like a puzzle box and if you fit the puzzle box right it basically summons like these sado sadomasochistic like beings from hell that are called the xenobites and their whole thing is they're like distorting their bodies to the utmost in order to experience like the absolute extreme limits of sensation mm-hmm. like to go beyond pain and pleasure into some like transcendence and so uh the uncle gets like dragged into hell and then somehow uh he's like reconstituting himself slowly in the attic and it's like really disgusting and uh the girl the the the, the main character finds the puzzle box and summons the xenobites and they're gonna like take her and she's like hey uh it turns out my uncle actually escaped you guys and i'll give you my uncle in exchange so you don't take me and 
it has like just some of the best lines and uh it's just like it's it's like cheesy but it's like disgusting and the <laughs> so body present. horror is so intense yeah and it's you know and like clive barker was gay and like into bdsm and it's kind of like taking oh. like some weird thing he's working out to like an extreme level so i don't know it's really worth watching it's crazy that's one thing that uh it's funny how like imagery and people's collages mirrors like what you'll see in movies so like the whole body gore thing is so specific to self social like because yeah. it's gross in a it, particularly uh, unattractive way yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's so yeah. it's so disgusting <laughs> in a way that self-pressed sexual i mean self-pressed sexual disgusting isn't it some somehow pulls you in in a weird but yeah, self-pressed sexual disgusting or something is, about is the so disgusting. like yeah, yeah it doesn't leave anything to the imagination it's just like zombies. a pile of flesh you know or, yeah. Yeah, yeah zombies or something like that so yeah, we were direct. talking about the Walking Dead series, how there's like three spinoffs of that, and it's just like never-ending survival zombie stuff. It's yeah. surprise social, just oh, endless. People yeah. love that stuff. Talking about like how self-pressed social does, or the different stockings do love stories. Because mm. I mean, most love stories or romance films are self-pressed social, and, and it just feels like a boy meets girl, and uh, they go through different challenges, and eventually. I'm integrating you into my lifestyle, into the things that I do. And uh, it always feels like, um, it just feels really straightforward. I, we got to meet the family. Maybe the yeah. family doesn't like you. It's, it's tick all the boxes. <laughs> I'm yeah. supposed to have a partner at this age, <clears throat> uh, meet the family, da, 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 have this kind of job, all the wonderful SPSO mm -hmm. stuff. <laughs> And the conflict is in like social, maybe our families don't fit, or maybe right. I don't get along with your dad. It's all like kind of would, in the nest. So then, would like Romeo and Juliet be like social self prize, where it's still a fam, like a a conflict of classes think, or something? Yeah, that, I think it could be social sexual. I've lately been thinking that Shakespeare uh, might be might have been social sexual. Hmm. Um. And that some combination of four, six, nine, is it like mm -hmm. Shakespearean tragedy? That's the classic phrase or whatever. It's like, um, well, one thing that's social sexual about it, or that points it to it to me, is there. You know, some of those plays are about <clears throat> monarchies and stuff like that, but it's not monarchies in the sense of like uh, Game of Thrones. Where there's like moving around big chess pieces, so to speak, of civilizations or something. It's palace intrigue. It's whispering, you know, it's much more in the mundane of what's happening mm. in the personal drama, the daily drama of of the characters, the king and the et cetera. Hmm. Do you know a sexual self prez movie that is about like a love interest rather than this sort of Boil, boil popping, blister popping. <sighs> Sexual self pres it's about a love interest. Well, um, I wonder, I don't know if it would be the movie and or director, but like that, uh, I think it was French movie, Blue is the Warmest Color. 
Oh, I want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I don't. I don't. Mm, I think I, the. I think the the main character might be, well, in real life and in the movie, a sexual self president. That's the, the same woman in passages. In passages. Right? Yeah. I thought she it? might have been sexual social. I don't know. Possibly, it's possible. That movie might be frustrating because it has a lot of potential. Like it's, but by the end of it, I I just was really disappointed with. Mm. Mm. I yeah, I don't think the director is sexual sexual type. Okay, yeah, and it's yeah, really it's obvious. Right. Like when yeah. you look at the sex scenes, it's like, dude, what are, what are you doing? Like. It goes on for way too long. It's like it's it felt self press social, but it's, it's oh actually, no, yeah, it's yeah. like really good lesbian porn. Actually, I wouldn't say it's good. <laughs> like he's seen better. Every man has his style. Yeah, like I'm not even I'm not into gay porn, but the sex scenes and passages were like wow, okay, I like this is like yeah, that was it was graphic. intense. <laughs> it was intense. Dude, it was, You're yeah. not into lesbian porn. What the fuck? No, this is. It was done so bad that I was turned off. Like it was done so bad that I was like, "You suck at this. You you should stop what you're doing." Brazzers does it better, you know. <laughs> it was just yeah. It, it felt like the guy has I don't know. It didn't have like an uh, an aesthetically well, sexual bone in his body. I, I just stopped. Well, put the camera away. <laughs> you know, trying to justify David myself. <laughs> David will take any any lesbian porn. I'm. Yeah, I was not impressed with what I saw. But the the story itself was also frustrating. I just didn't think it was well done. I just didn't think it was well done. Uh, that actress, though, the main character, she, I th that was good acting to me. No, yeah, it was yeah. good. I just thought the story, well, the story sucked. I was won over by her capacity to both give and receive <laughs> in multiple contexts. I, I like Joaquin Phoenix movies because he is such a force of nature that he can make a film feel sexual self-pres and he's been in a couple that i liked mm. uh there's one called two lovers it seems it feels like a self-pressed social story but he just takes up so much space that um it felt sexual self-pres he's he's caught between two girls but he's really in love with one uh i've i liked it it's not a great movie but it's just him like he's he's just mm. that good a straight sexual self-pres romance that's actually a good question because there are not a lot of them. It's it's more like roles and moments in films that I'm like, okay, Sean Penn you know, is basically playing sexual self press eight, but it's usually in service of some other dumb plot, like self press social <laughs> plot. Um, Gary Oldman, I feel like he's had a few that I thought were good. I mean, Would Lars von Trier, Dracula, be kind of a sexual self press. I suppose, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just so... I relate to wanting to eat the flesh of... Right. Your prey. But it's so unsatisfying because it's not, it's not really... There's so much other stuff going on that you don't really get enough of that energy. Yeah. Um, I think some of Lars von Trier's early stuff... But he just wants to torture you. <laughs> he wants yeah. to, like... Because he has romance... It's breaking the waves is driven by romance, but it's just, you're going to, you're just going to have your heart crushed by the end. So it's like kind of sadistic what he's doing there, but it is driven yeah. by romance. I like Lars Frontier, but I never really like got really into it. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't really like, 
didn't, I don't know, didn't really connect in a certain way. Did you try Dogville? I don't think, no, I don't think I've seen Dogville. Yeah. What's that about? It's, uh, this woman shows up to a small town. It's kind of a criticism. It's like a social criticism, but it's really told through the lens of sexual self-pres. She shows up to the small town in the middle of nowhere, and she's a fugitive, and the town takes her in. And in exchange for taking her in, she offers to help people out uh, and to, so that she can stay there. And it slowly becomes a thing where these people are human beings who start to take advantage of her. But it's like it gets worse and worse and worse. And so it becomes a downward spiral of violations. Things happen to her. Um, they get gets kind of operatically gruesome in the, the things that she experiences. And then it goes from there. But it's it's uh it's interesting because it's shot on a stage, a theater oh, stage. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was interesting exercise in how like the drama is so strong that it only takes maybe ten minutes for you to forget that you can you can basically see their lines on the stage demarcating what where the houses are. But and it creates this weird viewing experience where there's supposed to be a wall here, but you can see right through everything. And so things are happening that you're not supposed to be able to see, but you can see them. Um, but it, it doesn't even matter because it's the drama. It's the drama and the, the acting. And it's so strong. Um, sort of the, and it's a long film, but it doesn't feel very long because it's, it takes you through a journey of um, what she goes through. But I, maybe it has a lot of rejection stuff. I, I watched it with uh, Ikram and Al. And it was, uh, so we talked about how, much of a rejection film it was how like leverage was basically underlying everything about the film uh so it's an interesting film and it's also just emotionally potent put it that way i'll check it out that's my favorite lars von trier film i got another social self-pres movie so i'm typing it it's called swallow you guys heard of it it's about this woman that starts she's um, marries into a wealthy family <clears throat> and just kind of has nothing going for herself and starts swallowing objects like pins and buttons and glass and oh. needles and, and stuff. And, and it becomes like her... Oh, and then she gets pregnant, so she's doing that while she's pregnant. Oh, no. And so then the family is um, freaking out about that. And, yeah, it's it, it's like a, she's some kind of just kooky, neurotic, um, who just kind of is just going nowhere and has just nothing. <laughs> she starts swallowing nails, and this is like her, I don't know, some kind of having some kind of control somewhere or something kind of thing. And I think she starts, uh, this is the lovely part. I think she starts, you know, fishing the stuff out of the toilet. Oh my God. Collecting that's it. gross. Uh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how do you find these films, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> I've got a nose for <laughs> Just beautiful art. Press. Yeah. Anyway. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm losing it. All right. Yeah. 
Let's get right. louder. All right, guys. All right. Thanks, y'all. Peace. See ya. Later. Right. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>